Hi, hello, welcome to another episode of Isaiah's Newsstand. It's your host, Isaiah Edwards. The date is March 5th, 2023. Hopefully this episode finds you well in good spirits. Um, happy Sunday. Hopefully it's been a fun day for you. Um, let's see. I got a bit of a food corner. Nothing too spectacular, though. I um, wound up going to Chameleon, doing a little bit of Northside Hangs. I was, like, really motivated to just, like, go out and do a little bit of drinking, a little bar hopping, so that was fun. Um, I will say, though, the f- I was trying to go hard. I-, I wanted to, like, get my, like, usual big sampler when I'm feeling it, uh, which would have been uh, a slice of pizza, a thing of wings, and then fries, but... Their fryer was down at Chameleon, so I could only get the pizza. And my friend, they got garlic knots. So I was like, all right, cool, that's dope. And they let me have some. And I was like, aw, you're a champ. So um, I ate okay. It was still good. I was joking, like half joking, like, man, this is going to be my worst review of Chameleon yet. <laughs> but really, no, it was good. Um, let's see. What else do I have to report? Um, overall, the drinking was a success. We had fun. Um, you know, just drinking some cheap beers, hanging out with the homies. It was a good time. Um, let's see. We can go ahead and get into some news. Really, all I got to report on the on the me front. Um, from the Associated Press, Belarus court jails Nobel laureate Bialatsky for ten years. Um, let's see here. Um, a court on Friday sentenced Belarus's top human rights activate, act, activate, act, advocate. Oh my gosh, <laughs> the pregame is getting me. Um, top human advocate and one of it, one of the winners of the 2022 Nobel Peace Prize to 10 years in prison. The latest move in a years-long crackdown on dissent that has engulfed the ex-Soviet nation since 2020. Um, so this is Elise Bialatsky. Um, also, three of his um, colleagues from, I believe it's Visna, uh, which is like Belarusian for spring, which is uh, the um, like this human rights like avocation like center. Let's see, Violentsin Stefanovich was given a nine-year sentence. Ooh. Uladzimir Labavot, oh gosh, Labkovitsk, I uh, was given seven years, and Dmitry Saluyo uh, was sentenced in a absentia to eight years in prison. Um, let's see. Um, overall, it's it's really just an unfortunate thing to see. Um, you know, Lukashenko and his government kind of enact these kind of punishments uh trials like it's it just seems really unnecessary to do for one like you guys are gonna do what you're gonna do period essentially these guys are just speaking out and saying hey what you're doing is fucked up and you guys are like okay cool we're gonna punish you for that um and not to mention do our best to like dismantle your whole whole organization um so it's it's a shame because like i said you guys are like belarus is going to be supporting you know russia and all their endeavors and doing the shit they're doing 
Uh, we've talked a little bit about them last year, so it's not surprising that they're making this move, but it's definitely a shame. Um, let's see. Uh, then there's also a little bit of a fun fact at the end. Bialatsky is the fourth person in 121-year history of the Nobel Prizes to receive an award while in prison or detention. So um, hopefully, you know, he's doing well and in good spirits and, you know, I don't know. I, it's a shitty situation. I really don't know. I don't know how, how much to add there in terms of my commentary, but yeah, I can't imagine. It's it's one of those things that's really depressing and sad, but like it makes it hard. Like when you see people speaking out, doing, trying to do the right thing. And it's like, you know, they, they get paraded in cages and then, you know, put in cages for years. And it's, it's fucked up, man. Um, let's see. And some other news from CNN, alarm grows in Iran over reports that hundreds of schoolgirls were poisoned. Um, we've covered a bit of, you know, protest news, um, things of that nature that have been taking place in Iran. Um, it's seemingly, I guess this is kind of like a bit of fallout or you could say like counter to the protesting and stuff like that are people, um, who have been poisoning children, which is really fucking fucked up. And it's been especially girls. I think there's one case where there was like a school with, um, boys who were poisoned, um, it's not known what exactly the poison was or, um, you know, who's done it, but, um, it's believed that like, you know, it's people from like, you know, the, the ultra, you know, religious right, um, in this country who are so opposed to these protests that are going where, you know, people are, you know, doing the, the woman life freedom protests. Um, essentially they're saying, Hey, you know, we've had enough of this and they've been just doing this shit. Um, the first reported poisonings happened in, happened in the city of Qum on November 30th when 18 schoolgirls from one high school were hospitalized, according to Iranian state media. In another incident in Qum on February 14th, more than 100 students from 13 schools were taken to hospitals after what the state-affiliated Tathnim? Uh, news agency described as serial poisonings. Um, there have also been reports of schoolgirls being poisoned in the capital Tehran, where 35 were hospitalized on Tuesday, according to Fars News. They were in good condition, and many of them were later released, Fars reported. Um, so, I mean, it's just really unfortunate to hear about these kind of incidents taking place. These are literally just girls who want to go to school um and you know lately that's just been something that has been deemed just impossible to do um and it's a shame that literally like you're allowed at least this elementary level education but some people are saying no 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 no, you can't even have that um and they're trying to like you know put justice into their own hands and and do this shit um and it seems like they're kind of getting away with it um you know, to some extent, you know, some ministers and officials have come out, you know, and called it what it is. And it seems that others are kind of either playing it down. I guess we read a little bit more here. Iranian health minister Baram Inalalhi, um, who visited affected students in Qum, said on February 15th that the symptoms included muscle weakness, nausea, and tiredness, 
but that the poisoning was mild. According to a report in a state media outlet, um, Iranian Students News Agency. Um, let's see. Uh, da, 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 da. I mean, we can read a little bit more, but it's it's just one of those situations where um, it's a shame that, like I said, there's there's backlash for people just trying to get an education. Um, it would be nice to see some positive changes, but I don't I don't know if that's in store. Um, hopefully, you know, maybe there's some light and get you know they can get to the bottom of this and like and at least be uncovered on you know, who's doing this and what's happening, but I don't know. Um, let's see here. Um, we'll go ahead and move to the States. Uh, um, from The Hill, Tennessee enacts nation's first law restriction, or first law restricting drag shows, bans gender-affirming care for youth. Um, let's see. Tennessee on Thursday became the first state to enact a law explicitly targeting drag shows while also joining a growing list of GOP led states to ban gender affirming health care for transgender youth. The drag show provision criminalizes performances that take place in public or where they could be seen by children. Um, Tennessee Governor Bill Lee. Um, who's pictured in my little thumbnail, uh, signed both measures into law on Thursday without public comment. His office did not respond to the Hill's request for comment. Uh, I'm going to read a little bit further here to explain what the bill is. Senate Bill 3, the drag ban, prohibits adult cabaret performances from taking place within a thousand feet of schools, public parks, or places of worship. The new law, effective April 1st, builds on the ex existing restrictions on adult-oriented businesses in Tennessee, expanding the state's obscenity laws to include performances that feature topless or exotic dancers or male or female, excuse me, or male and female impersonators that provide entertainment appealing to a purient interest. Um, and because that's a $12 word to me, uh, period is having or encouraging an excessive interest in sexual matters. Um, I think this whole fucking thing is very disgusting in terms of what Tennessee is trying to do in these whole culture war conversation to appeal to these conservative Christian values and how it's so abhorrent and disgusting for someone of one gender to dress like another gender or whatever they perceive this problem to be in their head. Um, especially in situations where, like I said, the thumbnail I have of Bill Lee is him in drag in school, um, just having a good time, just having some fucking fun. And he tries to, like, make that, like, make light of it. Like, oh, those aren't the same things. Like, you're trying to make light of what I'm doing. Like, you know, trying to defend schools or whatever. I'll just read this fucking goddamn man's quote. Uh, what a ridiculous question that is, the governor, the governor responded. Conflating something like that to sexualized entertainment in front of children, which is a very serious subject. 
what do you mean? Like, you, <laughs> I think that there's literally like the photo is taking place like him at like a fucking high school, like on a football field. So what are you talking about? It seems like it's the same kind of thing that you would be in violation of. But I guess maybe he's thinking different times, different people. Um, but let me tell you, though, what's on the line if you get caught violating this fucking bill or whatever. Uh, first time violators may be charged with a class A misdemeanor punishable by um, $2,500 um, and up to a year in jail. Any subsequent offenses will be classified as a class E fel felony carrying a maximum of six years prison sentence. Um, to me, that's wild. Uh, essentially, this is all like so that you can't have a drag brunch and things of that nature. You can't have a drag um, like reading session that like was something that had happened where like someone in drag like literally did like um, like book readings and stuff like that. To me, that shit was very cute. And not to mention, it does a nice subtle thing of showing people that you can be different, that hey, like, there's a bigger world out there than just these four walls and the house and home and the people you know, and you can be whoever the fuck you want to be. I don't see that as, like, a sexual indoctrination. Um, I, I think the idea of, like, trying to, like, shelter your kids from the world, it only causes more problems. It doesn't make a solution. Um, and also, I hate the idea of, like, trying to demonize what being drag is, what you know having any kind of like gender fluidity is it's it's so strange to me that like the western philosophy is like no you have to suppress this kind of shit you have to bury this kind of shit like i don't get what the purpose is i don't get what like who benefits from it um other than i guess the christian karens and carls of the world i don't know um but it is what it is, uh, you know, all I can do is really talk about this kind of shit, highlight it, say boo, tomato, 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 fuck you, Willie, um, Tennessee, do better, like, what the fuck, man, um, but it is what it is, um, all right, we got one more thing to talk about, I'm trying to keep it short today, um, but let's see, um, from the Associated Press, Chicago Mayor Lightfoot ousted, Vallis Johnson in runoff. Um, so we're gonna, we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna take a break and this one's gonna go out to Lori Lightfoot. Um, someone we'll say is a real one, someone who I love for the memes, <laughs> um, a, a treat of a human being. Um, and we're gonna do some coverage about that. Wow. So, I mean, this is news all the same, but I really wanted to cover this story um, because this was kind of like a bit of a running joke between a friend and I, and they were a big fan of Lori Lightfoot. Um, she was the uh, first black woman and first only gay person to lead the city. Um, so for my friend, you know, this like Lightfoot is an icon. And, um, you know, even though like, you know, it was just like her at the barbecue or her doing this or that, her, her little big suits, um, you know, she, they, they stand her and, um, we would just talk about her all the time. So I kind of felt like, okay, seeing her in the situation, uh, she's going to win again. And not to mention, 
even though she's had like a bit of a, you know, a rough run of it, especially since COVID and everything like that, I thought, you know, it's just going to be business as usual and um, she's going to come out on top. But that is not how things shook out. Um, Paul Vallis and Brandon Johnson will meet in a runoff to be the next mayor of Chicago after voters denied incumbent Lori Lightfoot a second term, issuing a rebuke to a leader who made history as head of the nation's third largest city. Now, I think a lot of the focus has been on crime, um, how there's been an increase, and in this quote-unquote increase, um, Lori Lightfoot, <coughs> excuse me, has apparently shown an inability to handle it, and um, I guess Chicago has taken her task for that. Um, so the runoff is going to be between Paul Vallis and I believe Brandon Johnson. Um, Johnson, I'm not the biggest fan of being honest. Um, let's see, or no, I'm sorry, not Johnson, Vallis. Vallis is the one I'm not the biggest fan of. Uh, Vallis, a former uh, school CEO backed by the police union, and Johnson, a Cook County commissioner endorsed by the Chicago Teachers Union, um, advanced to the April 4th runoff after uh, none of the nine candidates were able to secure over 50% of the vote, excuse me, Tuesday to win outright. So, you know, I'm interested in seeing how that's going to, you know, pan out. Uh, my speculation is Vallis is going to probably come out on top. I think the crime aspect here is very big in Chicago. And the idea that, like, despite um, this being, like, a Democratic stronghold, they want to see some changes that add to, you know, stopping crime, clamping down on that shit. Um, that's something I, I understand. I get it. You know, when you're on the ground and you're seeing shit happening day after day after day, all these shootings, you know, other shit that's also going on, like, it makes you wonder, like, look, like, the cops are supposed to be here. And if you're telling me we need to, like, have someone who's just going to give us more cops, then, like, fine, I'm listening. But... Obviously, the fear for me is you see more cops on the street. Um, you see these, like, crazy little crime task force or whatever. And next thing you know, you have another Scorpion 2 situation or another crash unit. And it's just motherfuckers going around busting skulls. And you're not solving the crime problem. Crime is still up. It's just now you have these guys in fucking suits breaking bones and doing dumb shit. So it's very frustrating to me to think of, like, someone like Vallis who's essentially just backed by the cops um, also a guy who, I mean, you know, he can try to say, oh, well, you know, someone was, you know, fucking around with my Twitter account or da, 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 but, like, the idea that you're gonna, like, like tweets and, like, um, kind of support the kind of behavior where, like, the police, I think the guy who was, like, running the little union group thing was, like, saying shit was very rude, very, like, racially motivated and just liking that kind of shit, to just, you know, more or less build your base, support your base, like, that's cringe as fuck to me, that's disgusting, um, you know, but at the end of the day, guys like that are gonna get away with it, um, I guess we can read a little bit, though, to talk about it, uh, Vallis's opponents have criticized him as too conservative to lead the Democratic stronghold, Life had blasted him for welcoming support from the police union's controversial leader, who defended the January 6th insurrectionists at the Capitol, 
and equated Lightfoot's vaccine uh, mandate uh, for city workers to the Holocaust, um, which is kind of disgusting. Uh, granted, though, I don't think people are going to like Johnson for some of his stances, um, even though I, I get it and would definitely support them. Um, just because he hasn't necessarily said that he wants to defund the police, but he doesn't want to give the police more money and he'd rather give that kind of money to like, you know, social work and things of that nature, uh, to kind of help the city. So I don't think that that's kind of the narrative that people want to hear right now. I think they really want to see something that's going to quote unquote instantly have a good result on crime. Um, but we'll see, we'll see how that kind of unfolds in the future um but yeah want to talk about those things um so thank you so much for listening today um if you don't mind i'm gonna shill myself a little bit uh patreon.com plus isaiah news um for bonus content you know get extra episodes once a week also quick link to the discord trying to grow that build that as always um, also you become a newsie and you get a shout out once a month. So that's nice. That's neat. Um, free ways to hit me up is, um, Isaiah news one at gmail.com and also Facebook and the Twitters, pretty much all the socials. You can find me or the podcast there. Um, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for being a friend. Um, hopefully I see you soon for some more good news. I love you. Bye-bye. Mwah.